this is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Reppy. Happy to have you aboard. Welcome in. Fun and frivolity is about to ensue. If you have always wanted to get in touch with the show through a phone call or an email, this is how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you can get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, I have been teasing it for what appears to be months and months and months, and we are finally at hand where we get to interview what we call top men in the pellet cooker industry, specifically a company that has sponsored this show and probably got to be going on, could it be eight years at least? Very proud to have them. They are refreshing and or introducing a whole new line. And now it's time to get in touch with my guy, Jason Baker from Green Mountain Grills. We're going to be talking a lot about the Prime Line. We're going to be talking some ancillary stuff. We might be leading off with something called the Big Pig, which is not a cooking event. I believe there is a big pig jig somewhere in Georgia. Is that the thing that Byron Mixon wins a lot in Unadala or wherever the hell he's from? Big pig jig. Sounds familiar. Anyway, Jason Baker will be joining me. We'll be talking a lot about the prime. We'll be talking a lot about Green Mountain Grill in general and the state of the pellet cooker market, all that good stuff. So 14 past the hour, Jason Baker will be joining me. And then 35 past the hour, I will be joined once again. We were introduced to him last month. He's got a new book coming out April 9th. He is a backyard barbecue and grilling, not only enthusiast, but expert cooking on some supreme cooking vessels. And if you follow him like many tens of thousands of Instagram followers do, you'll be happy to know that Matt Eads, the grill seeker, will be joining me at 35 past, specifically... And this subject might carry over into the second hour with a different group of people altogether. 
But specifically, we'll be talking about sous vide. It's nothing new. It's nothing that we haven't talked about on this show at various points over the last 24, perhaps approaching 36 months. I am, I don't want to say hypocritical on sous vide because I wasn't, I wasn't against sous vide when it first came out, but I wasn't a huge proponent of it. I didn't really get it. I had a sous vide machine that I never used. That was my fault. But the way things are continuing to evolve in the sous vide market, especially when it comes to the actual heating units themselves, and I I can I can easily convince myself that I should be way more into sous vide than I than I am. I can easily convince myself, what the hell are you doing? Why are you even bothering with the sous vide? Which is why it is still a great polarizing topic to once again revisit, and we will do it with somebody who I believe is more a proponent than a non-proponent of sous vide. That is Matt Eads from Grill Seeker. And then we will move to the second hour. It is the first Tuesday of the month. And you know what that means? A, we are quickly closing in on what will be the last month of the first quarter of 2019. But the fourth quarter always brings a visit from the embedded correspondence, which everybody loves. Doug Scheiding, longest embedded correspondent from Texas. Steve Ray following up from Tennessee after that. David Huff from Oklahoma after that. And one of my older but newest reappearing embedded correspondents, John Solberg from the state of Michigan. And John also is the executive producer of the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less that is released into the feed every Friday as well. And we have a number of topics to get into, not the least of which, and I don't know, I don't got something in my mouth that's driving me up the wall. I don't know if you're familiar with this term, barbecue entertainer. I'm going to leave it there. We will revisit it again in the second hour. That will be topic number one, and we'll see how it goes. Jason Baker, Matt Eads, Embedded Correspondent. If you want it, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, the email address. Make sure you're following me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook slash BBQ Central Show, which is where you might be watching this feed. Of course, I will remind anybody that's watching the Facebook feed, if you're leaving comments, I'm not watching it, so don't expect a reply from me during the show. If you want for me to potentially go and reply to something back that you are writing, hit the website and then click on the YouTube Live. That has a chat roll that's way easier for me to follow, and I will go ahead and check it out there. If it's worthwhile, I'll mix it in for sure. But hit me up on YouTube. And as I had said last week, I'd like to invite more of you on the Facebook to actually come over to the YouTube so you can interact with some of the other folks that are in the chat. And you will also have the ability to put something up that I might be able to see what the deal is and reread it or answer it or whatever. So that's how you get the show. That's how you follow me socially. Let me take you on a journey back to last week's show for a moment, and especially for you guys who love to pick through the minutiae. Towards the end of the show, frequent emailer and chat room participant on the YouTube side, John Dawson said that he had attempted to make contact with one Sam the Cooking Guy to claim his free t-shirt 
after a couple weeks ago when I w- doubled down on my ask of Sam on where his selling of tacos was to break even in his restaurant venture. And John called me nosy and rude. And then after he got the info to contact Sam and the gang, said he heard crickets back. And I went on some kind of sidetrack spiel about how West Coasters have better things to do, like enjoying great weather, not getting bogged down by T-shirt requests, enjoying the beach and harbor seals and this and that. So because I support my fans and because I like John personally and privately, I reached out to Sam and said, hey, you know what the F? John emailed you guys and contacted you per your request, asking for a shirt, said he's heard nothing back. Don't tell my fans to contact you and then blow them off. Well, I was sent a note back. And this is what it said, from Sam the Cooking Guy specifically. And I quote, Greg, here's John's email. Hey, Sam, this is John Dawson. I commented about Rempy being rude and nosy toward you on the show last night. I hit you up on Instagram, at Dawson Creative, but you asked me to contact you here, which I guess is through the website. I appreciate the offer of the T-shirt, but that's not necessary. I was just calling it as I saw it best, John. John. Of course you heard crickets for them. You told them you didn't want the shirt. You were just calling me a nosy bitch, and there's nothing to reply to. That's why they didn't answer. There was nothing to reply to. I don't know if you were hoping to spark up a quaint little back and forth about what a bag I am, but trust me, Sam knows that I'm a bag, and now he probably thinks I'm a double bag because I gave him some blowback on the shirt deal. John, I've been doing a lot of internet banning lately, and I'm not going to push over the edge here, but you're skating on thin ice after that stunt. Saying that they didn't contact you when, in actuality, you sent them an email saying you didn't want the shirt, which is what they were trying to give you for calling me a nosy bitch. You didn't leave them anything to react to other than saying, hey, I appreciate the offer. No need to send me a T-shirt. I'm just calling Rempy a bag. They agree. In principle, obviously, it happened right there on the thing. They just didn't answer back because I think it was assumed there was nothing left to say. You didn't want the shirt. would say, hey, give me an extra large shirt. They probably would have came back at you and had a little back and forth. That's why you heard crickets. There's nothing to react to, John. Come on. Uh-oh. Matt Eads coming up out of the break. But I will talk to you about Grill Seeker first. I'm sorry, Jason Baker coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you about Matt Eads, the Grill Seeker. New book, as I had mentioned. It's great already. I can tell you why it's great. Because it premiered on Amazon as the number one release in the barbecue and grilling section. It's called Grill Seeker Basic Training for Everyday Grilling. Let me tell you a little bit about the author from the battlefields of Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, Bosnia, to a state-of-the-art outdoor cooking kitchen. Matt Eads is looking to unite people through grilling, no matter our race, gender, sexual orientation, cultural upbringing, socioeconomic standing, or political affiliation. Cooking over fire brings people together. Undeniable differences get set aside. That's why you should pre-order your copy of Grill Seeker 
basic training for everyday grilling right now. The focus of Grill Seeker is to show readers that gourmet grilling doesn't have to just be a weekend activity. A lot of us think that. With Matt's tips and tricks, you can craft amazing meals and create amazing memories for your family and friends every night of the week. The memories and the camaraderie that grilling has created for Matt, dating back to his teen years through his time in the Marines, fuel the desire to spread his passion for outdoor cooking. They're also the reason he started the United by Flame movement on social media. You can find that by using hashtag United by Flame. As I had mentioned a couple weeks ago, some recipe teasers, if you're looking. Grilled grapes and roasted garlic-infused ricotta crostini. A grilled Nashville hot chicken sandwich. I don't know if there's a bigger fan of Nashville hot chicken than me currently. Grilled peach boats with Capone ice cream. Again, don't forget about the hashtag United by Flame movement. Head to grillseeker.com at the very top of his site, above the logo. Click on the United by Flame link and then check out the page. Don't forget, you can send Matt a photo of yourself cooking in front of your own grill or barbecue pit. Matt will share it on that page. Then you become an official member of the United by Flame movement, being seen by thousands and thousands of unique visitors that grace his website, grillseeker.com. Again, the name of the book coming out April 9th, Grill Seeker, basic training for everyday grilling. Hook it up on Amazon. Keep running up the pre-orders, and we will talk Green Mountain Grills coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauce, grilling oils, all of Butcher Barbecue products tested on that competition circuit as well as in the backyard. Be the pit master of your neighborhood. Visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. Words to live by. That's what we say. My next guest on this show, a longtime sponsor, proud owner of their Jim Bowie and Daniel Boone model pellet cookers. I'm also a proud owner of that pizza of an insert as well. Tonight we talk about the release of the new Prime line. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Jason Baker of Green Mountain Grills. Jason, how are you, buddy? I'm well, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Jason. Appreciate you making time for the show. It's been a minute since we have played catch-up and what's up. So uh, first and foremost, I guess before we get into that prime talk, let's talk a little bit about this thing called the Big Pig Cooker. I mean, you kind of love that thing, don't you? Man, I love this grill. This thing has got like uh, over 20 square feet of grilling space, uh, 450 pounds uh, of, of capability to, uh, put as many pellets as you want in that thing. 
Uh, it's got all the variable speed, 12-volt uh, uh, technology that we've been working on since uh, 2013. Uh, you name it, it's got it. And it's just, it's an easy machine to run, and it's just a lot of fun to, to move around and, and, and show people. Once people see that thing, it's, it's neat for, to watch the reaction. Is it something that you would ever pitch to somebody like me, backyard guy that really isn't into huge whole hog cooking or catering? Or, I mean, is it a, a little bit of a niche market? Probably not. It's a niche market. I mean, we, we only make so many of them a year. Uh, there is a little bit of a back order right now on those things. Uh, but what's fun about that grill is that you can just keep adding, just, we keep adding tons of features to this thing, whether it's, uh, uh, the hydraulic lid, the, the, the class, the, uh, ladder, uh, we're adding some lights here in the future. Uh, you name it. We're going to, we're just going to keep adding what we can to this thing to make it fun. And, uh, it is a pricey unit. I mean, it's, it's, a uh, retails for about six grand. Uh, and then you've got a, you've got shipping on top of that, or you pick it up at one of our locations, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beast. It's do you, an absolute beast. Do you have dealers that will stock it? There are a few, but mostly distributors that will stock it, right, and then uh, uh, take care of their dealers on it. Jason Baker joining me here on the show, GreenMountainGrills.com, the website, if you want to check it out here uh, while we visit here this evening. So, Jason, let's kind of take a macro view here at the top. As it relates to the Prime, why was 2019 the year that we wanted to add to the product line, give it a new look, a little refresh, add some uh, FABs, all the good stuff? You know, we, we collected data for years. I mean, we wanted to listen to every consumer that we could uh, to figure out how we could make a better experience uh, with the public grill. And I think that's, that's what we continue to do is just listen to what the customers are saying. And we try to uh, develop a pellet grill that will accommodate all those things. And I think, you know, this was the perfect last couple of years, really, we've been developing this and, uh, with the with the start of of the Davy Crockett, uh, with the 12 volt uh, brushless motors and running everything through uh, through 12 volt technology, we just got very comfortable with that the Davy Crockett, and we knew that we would eventually lead into the other products uh, with that technology. We we moved into it on the Big Pig Trailer Rig next, uh, and then started moving into it on the Daniel Boone and then the Jim Bowie, and so we're finding a lot of neat things that. Uh, uh, really beneficial to the user, uh, you know, especially just simple, simple things like, you know, we used to have this device where we would take down the, 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 the choice, what we're doing, everything. Let me, let me back up just a little bit. So all the grills that we've currently make, we're still making those. Those are going to be our choice model grills and everything in the future will be the prime model grills. And so uh, with the choice grills, we will still have the, you, in order to turn off the, the grill, which we were the first to come out with the uh, fan feature to make sure you could blow that uh, fire out mm -hmm. for safety reasons, uh, we took that thing down to 150 and then you depress and you go through a process. Right. On the Davy Crockett, it's just a push button. So you, you push it once to start it, you let it get to 150, and then you can crank it up from there. Same thing when you're done, you push the red button and turn it off. So that little things like that are what things that people expect. Give me a high level of the of the prime line, uh, Jason, and and why uh, you had mentioned a couple items there as far as what will now be the choice line versus the prime line. But you see, from a, a picture standpoint, and I think if you're following any if you're any type of pellet grill fan, you've seen the 
matriculating of uh, promo videos and uh, some of the more well-known pitmasters use Green Mountain Grills have have some videos out there. So you're, you're starting to kind of see it and there's a buzz that's building. But what would you tell people on in that 30-second elevator pitch about where Prime is right now and, and why they would want to consider that? Yeah, I think right off the bat, that's tough to, to throw that into 30 seconds. I haven't, I haven't honed in on that yet, Greg, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, what I love about the 12-volt technology that uh, we started in 2013 uh, is this sense of uh, being able to really hone in on the, the fan speeds. And what that allows us to do is, hire, is, is hone in on those RPMs from as little as 600 RPMs up to 6,000 RPMs. Mm-hmm. And so being able to do that in a direct current scenario allows us to really maintain that fire. And what that also does is when we're doing the same thing with our uh, auger motor uh, in that same 12-volt arena, that brushless motor, uh, you can almost knock out one pellet instead of uh, a rotation of pellets uh, or a half rotation of pellets. You're literally throwing out you know, a couple pellets to keep that fire going. Mm-hmm. So what people are going to see is they're going to see a lot less pellet consumption. Uh, that's something we've noticed in, in every uh, alternating current uh, pellet grill out there. Uh, you know, pick a brand, I'll, I'll, I'll show you some, some serious pellet consumption uh, in those alternating current environments. Um, but the, the focus on this 12-volt arena was to, to hone in on, on better consumption, perfect consumption, really, uh, and so when you look at our hopper and you see that 18 power hopper and people go, well, you didn't really change the hopper. Mm. Well, we added a little bit, but I think you're going to see that the thing saves a lot in pellets. And, uh, you know, we're hearing, uh, we're hearing some crazy numbers out there, which we're proud of. We want people to save money on pellets. Uh, so that's a great feature. Uh, little things like the hopper window, people like, uh, being able to see where those pellets are. We still have the low pellet alarm in there. Uh, which mm-hmm. goes to the app. If you have the Wi-Fi, uh, we have the the actual grill lid window itself, as you see there in that photo. Uh, the grill lid window is ceramic glass. Uh, we, we heard a lot of people that just, they love that. They love being able to just look in there without opening that lid. And if it's just a peace of mind thing, that's fine. Uh, so we added that. Super easy to clean, little stainless steel uh, brush uh, and some water really takes that, uh, takes that thing pretty much down to uh, clarity. Um, dual meat probes, people have been asking for dual meat probes. We decided to, to put them on there. Um, people asked for a little USB charging port on the front of the grill. Mm. We put it on there. Um, you know, having the, the ability to utilize that 12 volt direct power that we started with the uh, Davy Crockett back in, in 2013 uh, gave us the ability to uh, utilize uh, Different different connection points. So either whether it's plugging into your your vehicle or plugging into a battery or just utilizing the ACDC adapter to, to plug it into the wall, having that versatility of power is a big deal for a lot of people. And I think that that's uh, that's been something that people love about the the uh, Davy Crockett. So obviously we we put that into our uh, Daniel Boone and Jim Bowie Prime units. The other thing, uh, <clears throat> the heat shield. Heat shield plays such a role in every pellet grill I've ever cooked on. And that heat shield, uh, given the ability, if you were able to move that thing uh, left and right and, and uh, manage that fire by the, by the use of pushing that heat shield, even little quarter-inch movements or, 
or half a min, half an inch movements, it gives you such, if you have air probes inside that grill, you could literally get that thing to left and right, almost to perfection. Mm-hmm. Right. And then same thing with inside the app. If you, if you thought, Oh my gosh, this thing's, you know, 12 degrees hotter over here or 30 degrees hotter over here, you can move that heat shield accordingly and then even hone in on the, the thermal sensor through the app. So folks that are really chasing those temperatures uh, can, can hone in on, those, on, on this particular prime unit very, very easily. The choice units, you can do it as well, but the heat shield, you have to pull the guts out to get to the heat shield and move it accordingly. This has a rod on the outside that allows for you to move it uh, left or right. One thing I think that people talked about the grill, they, they said that the uh, chassis was a little light. Uh, I don't think they'll say that again. I think when people see this grill, they're going to realize that, uh, you know, I think a lot of our, our competition uh, is out there uh, taking metal down. And uh, they're going to see that on this Daniel Boone Wi-Fi that we're selling, uh, Daniel Boone Wi-Fi Prime that we're selling for six ninety nine. dollars uh, we, we give you a front shelf. We give you a bottom shelf. We give you this full chassis. Uh, everything for six ninety nine dollars is a heck of a deal. And it's, it's just it's a, it's a great buy. So I think when you look again at this grill, you're going to see that weight. You're going to see the substantial uh, features of the grill. You're going to see all the things that we listen to, including uh, the Ashvac. People people asked, you know, for an Ashvac system uh, in the grill. So we we created an Ashvac system uh, in this uh, in this prime unit. So is there some type of a I port think- where you can stick a shop vac uh, tube in and it just sucks it out without having to rip the whole guts out and everything? That's exactly right. It's just a trap door on the on the right hand side. And all it's focused on is the ash, so it won't pull out pellets if pellets are in there, but it'll definitely pull out the ash uh, as it drops in underneath the grill uh, or underneath the firebox. Uh, you have the ability to, yes, put that shot back into that trap door and, and suck the ash out. So a lot of these things, really, it's just we, we wanted to make sure people had a better experience. And, and we, we see that. I mean, I'm, I try to stay off the forums as much as possible, but I do, I do like to, to, to read other uh, companies forums and, and see kind of the same kind of things about pellet grills. Yeah. You know, it's difficult. This is a, this is a tough business. It's not, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, these things are, are, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're mechanical products and things can go wrong in mechanical products, but we're trying to create a longevity, uh, a little bit more in our units. We're trying to uh, create a better user experience, uh, for our folks. And, uh, you know, we're not out there to, you know, when I got in, involved in this business, uh, and this is a family business with, with an investment strategy behind it, but the, the goal of this thing was, for me at least, to get out of the corporate world. Uh, I was in corporate for a long time, and uh, I just I had to get out of it because it was driving me nuts. And so getting into this business was refreshing uh, because I met a lot of great people in barbecue, and I mean, incredible amount of people, great people in this, in this barbecue community. Uh, and it's, it's been, it's been fun to watch, uh, products and, and, and companies rise up, but, uh, you know, it's, it's become, at least in this business, a change, uh, where, you know, folks are, are, you know, you got private equity firms out there, you got all sorts of different, uh, uh, maneuvering going on in this business. And, uh, you know, for us, we don't, we, we try to keep blinders on and we just, we want to stay organic. We don't, we want to grow as, as much as we can possibly grow, but in our own, at our own terms. And, and we don't have anybody to answer to except ourselves and uh, our customers, most importantly. So, 
uh, that's what we continue to do as a company. Jason Baker joining me from Green Mountain Grills going over the prime. Uh, that was a little longer than 30 seconds, but I think that was very in-depth and it. very insightful, Jason, so I appreciate that. From a cookie cooking capacity, uh, similar in what you can put in choice versus prime, or is there an ability to even increase that more? Yeah, so identical. I mean, what we did was we took that same grill body mm-hmm. that uh, you've seen in the Daniel Blinn and the Jim Bowie for years and worked around it. So the guts, the uh, everything around the body has been changed, but the body itself is 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 very similar. I'm intrigued with this 12 volt. Like, when did it occur mm-hmm. to you that this was going to be that big of a game change? I mean, if we're talking about you know uh, and a a noticeable amount of pellet savings, I mean that's easily translated into pellet savings. That's ROI, money you're saving over the course of the year, life of the grill. You can extrapolate it out to where you get to a billion dollars, all that stuff. But when did you realize that this was something that was really going to be something you wanted to implement going forward? Was it, did you notice that you were getting the benefits from the Davy Crockett and then researching further? Or did you know that was going to happen when you started with the Davy Crockett? Yeah, we knew it. I mean, we knew it was just a matter of time with Davy Crockett. We, when 2013, we started playing with this thing. We all, everybody in the company who had Davy Crockett, and then they had a, if they had a Davy Crockett and they had a Daniel Boone or Jim Bowie, not just because it was a smaller space, because even if you extrapolated those numbers, you'd go, this doesn't make sense. Why is this thing using such less uh, pellets? Why is it consuming such less pellets? And, and we just, you know, watch that. We watched the feedback from consumers because a lot of our, our customers are, are two grill, two GMG grill owners. You know, they have a Danny Boone or a Jim Bowie and they have a, a Davy Crockett as well. And they'll all comment on that and say, gosh, I, if I only have to cook, uh, you know, something, uh, for, for my wife and, and couple kids, uh, I'm going to turn on the Davy Crockett and that thing's going to use, I mean, we were hearing ridiculous things, you know, half a pound an hour type, type of, uh, uh pellet usage. And, um, you know, when you're running a Jim Bowie in, 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 you know, 20 degree weather, you're going to chew through some pellets. I yeah, promise. For sure. So watching that, so, you know, that feedback from 2014, 13, 14, 15, 16, we knew that this was going to be uh, where we wanted to head. We just obviously, you know, we're a small business, right? We have to sit here and, and, and pay people back and, and pay for tooling. And, you know, it's a, we run our business much differently, I think, than a lot of our competitors out there uh, who, you know, have, have great private equity or, or whatever they have out there to, to continue their, their massive growth push. Uh, that's not us. We, and we're happy with, with being just who we are. From an app user interface, uh, controllability, compatibility, uh, where does the app sit right now compared to when you would release it a couple of years ago? Oh, man. I mean, we released that. So we started working on it in 2012 uh, is when we actually started working on the app itself and, and, and drew the, uh, the entire uh, process and where it is. Where we released it and where it is today is, is night and day. Mm-hmm. And I think it just continues to get better uh, as technology just continues to get better. I think we're utilizing a lot of different ways in which we can uh, make sure, again, that the usability, the, the connection, the, uh, the customer experience is sound throughout that whole entire process. Um, so I think people, you still have, you know, you still have your connection problems here and there with certain routers and certain and getting around that, navigating through that is all part of uh, what we do. That's why we have customer service and, and um, you know, app support and 
um, you know, that's a heavy part of this business. And, and we get that. We want to make sure that we have people there because, again, there are a lot of pieces to this puzzle. This pellet grill uh, game is not easy. There's, there's a lot. I mean, there's 372 parts on that grill. And then the app itself, I mean, it's crazy how much goes in that app. And every time Android changes something, iOS changes something, we have to change something. It's, uh, it's an incredible, uh, this, this continuum. So, uh, but we enjoy it. We're having fun. And, and, and again, we, our biggest thing is we, we're not perfect. We're not trying to claim anything uh, perfection-wise. We're, we're, we want to get better. And so, you know, we love when customers tell us, hey, you're doing this wrong. Let's, let's do it better. We're like, yeah, we'll do it. Boom. Thank you. Appreciate that. Last question here. We, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, the popularity, and of course, uh, nobody is a bigger fan of the pizza oven than me. How is that particular unit working out? And has there been any talk about, because I get asked all the time, I have friends that have competing pellet grills and they love the pizza oven insert. And of course, my recommendation is, well, go out and get a Green Mountain grill, then also get the pizza oven insert and problem solved. They're like, well, well, I have a grill. It kind of looks like yours. Could I borrow yours and try it out? I say, no. Is there, uh, so I guess uh, the long-winded question is, how is the continued growth of that particular segment and then, is there a possibility that somebody else could take your oven and, and put it in their cooker? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I jump on those forums all the time. I'm not going to name names, but I've been on, you could just take the top five pellet grill manufacturers out there. I've seen that pizza touch attachment on every single one of them. Oh, wow. Uh, it may not, it may not fit perfectly in there, but people are definitely, it's a, just, a, it's the, the, the basic premise is you've got a funnel over the firebox. So that funnel is sitting right on top of that firebox and uh, uh, the, the thermal sensor is sitting far enough away from it that allows you to almost double your temperatures. Once you, once you set your temperature, it's going to be about double on that stone. So it doesn't really matter what uh, product is out there. I'm not telling you to, to use it on our grill. I'm I, on another <laughs> grill. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you, I've seen it all over the place. And uh, man, that pizza attachment has been, it's been a lot of fun. That's, that's been a, that's been an addition. That's just been fun. And, and I think one of the things that we recognized is even though it's a smaller cavity, uh, people have asked us for years to, well, since not for years, for a couple of years, since we put out the piece attachment to do it on the Davy Crockett. Mm. And I think that's something you'll see here, uh, hopefully this summer, a, uh, a Davy Crockett piece attachment uh, for, uh, as an insert for the Davy Crockett. So I think that'll be fun for a lot of folks as well. If you're in the market, might I highly suggest that you consider the folks at Green Mountain Grills. They got the new Prime line coming out. Uh, GreenMountainGrills.com is the website. You can do all your research there. And then uh, they do believe in that uh, distributor slash dealer network. So you're going to have to go in somewhere, get educated on it. And uh, that will eliminate any buyer's remorse that you might just do online. You figure, I don't know how to use it. I'll just send it back. Forget about it. They want you to know the cooker, use the cooker, love the cooker. And that's why I love the two that I have. And this is Jason Baker from Green Mountain Grills. Jason, always appreciate the time and the support, man. Thanks so much. Greg, thank you so much, man. You got it. There he is, Jason Baker from Green Mountain Grills. Again, the website, greenmountaingrills.com. And if you are in the market, there seem to be a lot of Green Mountain Grill proponents in the YouTube chat room, by the way. So happy to see you guys in here. It looks like some of you have uh, been introduced to the Prime line in person, getting rave reviews here. So if you're in the market, best thing you can do for the show is 
Give the show sponsors first consideration. GreenMountainGrills.com is the place to go. Thanks again to Jason Baker for the time. Before we get to Matt Eads, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the number one online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies to get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. They're known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, Money, Desert Gold, Little Louis Seasoned Salt. There's 13 perfectly balanced flavors in all. They transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. They also have a great partnership with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Putting those two rubs together get you what's known as the West Coast offense. We all know about that, especially in the competition scene. They are the proud owners of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers offers the very best pellet charcoal and wood cookers available today. If you're looking for a smoker that's easy to use, you might want to check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer, and they even offer special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet cookers, all right. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast like me, looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what grill you need? You really can't go wrong with anything that's available at BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cooking budget. If you have specific questions, they're happy to field your phone call, 877-828-0727, or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. Matt Eads joins me when we come back. Stick around. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Do you have a Green Mountain Grill? Do you have a Mac? Any one of the other ones that are currently cookingpellets.com is a source to fire those cookers. Come on! You head on over to cookingpellets.com or amazon.com and purchase. Don't forget, you can go to cookingpellets.com and download their free app. Get alerted to great shipping deals. Very fun. My next guest tonight is a accomplished live fire cook, ready to grill or barbecue or whatever the fire should tell him to do. He will do it. The ninth, uh, the April 9th finds. Oh, 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 let me see. What are we doing here? Uh, the uh, April 9th will find the release of his first book, Grill Seeker: Basic Training for Everyday Grilling, which you can pre-order right now on Amazon. Tonight, we're going to be talking about grilling and sous vide. So, let's head to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Matt Eads. And fingers crossed. Matt, how are you, buddy? 
I'm good. How are you? All right. We are sounding live, live oh, this yeah. time. All right. It looks good. It works this time, right? Yeah, this time. Second time's a charm. I think that's what they say, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So on topic for this evening is grilling first. Matt, do you define a difference between barbecue and grilling? And if so, how do you uh, generally say this is one and this is the other? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I think that I do certainly. Um, when I think about barbecue, I, I think generally about, uh, you know, sort of the competition circuit, right. And those folks that have really established themselves with, uh, with cooking ribs and chicken and, uh, you know, pork butt and, and brisket, like those guys are some real warriors and they spend a lot of time perfecting, uh, perfecting their game. And so when I think about barbecue, traditional barbecue, that's what I think about. Grilling, I think, is a different sort of genre. Um, you know, I'm grilling all kinds of stuff, whether it's, uh, you know, a banana split or, you know, banana split. a burger or a dog. Yeah, banana split. Uh, shameless plug. It's in the book. Uh, if you want to grill a banana split, I, I do that in there. Uh, you know, I love paella on the grill. Uh, and those are the types of things that I think are, you know, traditional grilling things versus, uh, you know, barbecue. Matt Eads joining me here on the show. Uh, Matt, do you have a preference of fuel source when you're grilling? Uh, you know, it just depends. I think it, it, it really depends on the mood. It was interesting. I was listening to the segment just a little bit earlier, and you were talking to the guys from Green Mountain, and I just reviewed one of their grills earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the uh, the tailgater. I think it's the Davy Crockett is the name of it, right? Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, for the price point, you can't beat it. It puts out great food, um, works as advertised. It's it's great. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, each grill ha- has sort of its place. I'm not a huge fan of pellet grills in general. I've got a, I've got a couple of them. Uh, and I use them, certainly, but, it you know, they wouldn't be my go-to, but they, they certainly have their place. So uh, I think it for me it just depends on the mood, the company – and by company, I mean if I've got a house load of people and I've got to cook a bunch of food, uh, you know, pellet grill's great because I don't have to tend to it much. But if it's just me and a couple of buddies hanging out, you know, maybe I want to maybe I want to fire up the offset. Uh, you know, depends. Some of the more uh, experienced grillers tend to turn their nose up at use the use of uh, natural or liquid <laughs> propane gas. Are you a nose turner or no? I am not a nose turner. Uh, that's that's funny. Really, people that uh, that define who you are by what you cook on. I just I've never really never really understood that. Um, you know, I'm I cook on gas quite a bit. Probably at this point more than than I, I do charcoal. Um, but so no, the short answer is no. I'm not a I'm not a, a nose turner, and uh, I don't uh, I don't begrudge anybody that cooks exclusively on a pellet or a gas grill or you know, or a charcoal grill. The, the idea for me is just getting outside and making great memories, great food with your family and friends and, and having a ball doing it. And I think one of the key things that you had mentioned earlier, I mean, it, it kind of depends on situation and the company yeah. that you're keeping and whatever protein that you might be trying to prepare. You know, gas grill is certainly convenient. Charcoal is, I think, a lot more convenient than it used to be with the advent of the charcoal chimney and the way that's really taken off. Plus, people realize now, well, I can put this charcoal chimney on a outdoor gas burner and it's going to actually light a lot quicker. So yeah, I don't know if there's maybe a negligible difference in speed if you're going to use gas grill to charcoal, but you know, a little game planning ahead of time, get you that charcoal grill going and it's just as convenient. No big deal. Uh, plus you can do a little bit more with uh, the thermodynamics of a charcoal grill than you obviously you can do with a gas grill. So, uh, you know, I, I have, pellet cookers and gas grills and offsets and everything in between because I think, uh, A, there's 
Every once in a blue moon, man, on a good summer's night or evening, you can have all those things going and you can look like an absolute stud, right? But yeah. everything has its definitive reason of why you have it. You're just not trying to show off, but everything's right. got its own uh, piece. So I always encourage people to, to buy multiple cookers over time. Uh, not all at once, I guess, if you don't have the money, but uh, that's what I like. So uh, dovetailing into the main topic at hand here this evening, which is sous vide grilling. So if we talk about there are some people that turn their nose up at folks who use gas when they're doing their grilling, Mm -hmm. there has certainly never been a more polarizing subject to talk about over the last 24, maybe even 36 months than the use of a sous vide machine in correspondence with either barbecue or grilling. So first things first, when were you first introduced to sous vide cooking and did you realize the potential or did you kind of, were you attracted to it initially or is it something that you had to get infected with and then become a fan of? Yeah. I, um, I think the probably been using sous vide for, I'm going to guess about two, two years, three years, maybe ish. Um, and really when I first started with sous vide, I thought it was sort of gimmicky. Um, I thought, what could possibly be the point of this thing? Um, and the first couple of times I used it, I thought, wow, there's, there's really some, some value here. Um, and really for me, the value is, I I would start by saying if, you know, weather permitting and time permitting, I'm always going to use, you know, I'm always going to use a grill to cook meat. Um, but there's some benefits to sous vide. And, uh, you know, just today, as a matter of fact, I finished up a recipe for, uh, uh, sort of a combination between sweet and barbecue um, or grilling. So I did uh, a corned beef today and it, it, and it was just, it turned out perfect. But um, so I think that there's, again, there's a time and a place for things. And, you know, we live in a busy society and people have got kids to take to soccer and jobs and things like that. And, you know, you can throw something in a sous vide and, and you can go and do dropping the kids off at soccer, whatever the case may be. And, and unattended. So, I'm a fan of sous vide for the convenience. I think that there are certainly things that serve better for sous vide. I really like pork and chicken sous vide more than beef. I will tell you that um, benefit, at least for me, um, with beef is that you can kind of soak it in, in butter for you know a couple of hours and really get some great flavor that way. Um, the other huge thing for me about sous vide is, uh, is is vodka. I love to infuse vodka with the sous vide, and you can do all kinds of crazy things with. Uh, with uh, with vodka and interesting flavors in it. Yeah, so I saw you happen to drop that in some correspondence that we were having as we were setting up for the segment, and you talked about infusing vodka. Yeah. So what does that mean exactly? Uh, you're pouring vodka in the bag, and you're putting some type of a botanical in there, or like kind of making it into a gin of sorts, or what's the deal on on uh, the flavors that you're infusing? Yeah, sort of the sky's the limit. So I would say with vodka, you're not going to use a bag like you would for, you know, typically, a, you know, a, a steak or a pork chop or whatever. You just put it in a little glass jar, mason jar or whatever. Um, but you can do anything from, you know, pineapple is one of my favorites. There's a uh, there's a local steakhouse uh, and they serve a drink called the Stoli Doli, which is essentially a Stolichevich vodka. I think that's how it's pronounced. Maybe I'm just made a fool of myself. Um but whatever it is, it's uh, it's a Russian vodka, right? And they they infuse it with this uh, pineapple. And, and I was talking to the bartender, and he said uh, he said, "Hey, look, I, I make this stuff here. Uh, we infuse it 30 days, and essentially he's cutting fresh uh, fresh pineapple and throwing it in the vodka. And he, he says it takes 30 days before it's ready to serve." Hmm. Um, 
But you can do that in sous vide in like three hours by cutting the same the same fresh pineapple, throwing it into the vodka into a into a mason jar. You know, I run it at one fifty five and go for about three hours, and you can get this incredibly uh, diverse flavor of of, of uh, pineapple vodka. Um, you could do you know cilantro. It's a really fun one. Cilantro vodka is is, is interesting. You could do some jalapeno vodka is great for hmm. uh, for Bloody Marys. Um, so. It really, the sky is the limit. Apple's another great one. The sky really is the limit for for vodka and what you can infuse with it. So, is it the heat that's making the whole thing come together in three day or three hours versus thirty days? He's just putting yes. it in a in a bottle and sticking it on a shelf somewhere and just letting time do its thing. Otherwise, that's yeah, that's exactly right. And, and when I say three hours, I mean three hours of cook time and you know at one hundred fifty five degrees. Right. I wouldn't recommend pulling it st- straight out of the one hundred fifty five degree water. I mean, you might risk the the glass breaking. Or- if you if you cool it down too quick, so after after the three hours of cook time, I just turn off the cooker, the little sous vide cooker, and, uh, and and just let it roll, and you know within an hour or so it's cooled down, and and, you, and you're ready to go. So that's infused vodka, but from a meat cooking standpoint, where do you really see the benefit, or what's your favorite meat to use in a sous vide situation? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's really about the um, the thicker cuts of meat. So if you're going to do something thin, like a thin cut pork chop, a thinner cut of steak, when I say thin, I'm talking less than, you know, less than an inch in thickness. Um, you know, those things are, are easy to do hot and fast. And really the, the benefit of a sous vide is not going to, is not going to really be there. Um, but if you've got a thicker cut of meat, specifically like uh, a filet mignon, which I think, you know, and I posted about this the other day, I think a filet mignon is one of the, probably the most disappointing cuts of meat to get at a restaurant. Yes. Seemingly it's always overdone. And I tried to show that in a picture that I posted um, there you go. Uh, and you can see around the outer edge, like if you just try to sear a fillet, any thick cut of meat, I used a fillet here, but if you just try to sear any thick cut of meat, you're going to get that well done sort of ring around the outside and nobody really likes that. And, and, and the other side is, is sous vide and you can see that it's, it's pretty much to edge doneness. So if there's a favorite cut, I don't know that I would say a favorite cut. I would say a thickness. And, and what I'm looking at is, you know, inch and a half or, or thicker on any cut of meat. I think really benefits from sous vide, um, and and a big portion of that is is seasoning the meat before it goes into uh, into the vacuum pack. So you see, because I've read a number of different ideas or concepts on when the seasoning should happen. I've heard mm-hmm. that people say, "Hey, throw the steak in there, get it to whatever temperature you want it." And we'll talk about times here in a second. But then once sure. it comes out of the bag, pat it dry as dry as you can get, then add the seasoning, then it goes onto the grill for a minute each side, blah, 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 just to get the sear color on and away you go. And I've heard other people say, like you and myself, I season the steak first, put it in the bag, let the vacuum thing kind of do the penetration and uh, reseason a little bit when it comes back out and then onto the grill to finish it. So uh, you find that seasoning prior to going into the bag is what works best for you. I think I think it works best. Here's why, and, and and there's you know there's plenty of schools of thought about this, and people are all going to have their own opinion. You know, I love pepper. I hate pepper on steak before it goes over a, a heat source. I think it gets very bitter and it just doesn't taste great. Mm-hmm. Um, so with sous vide, I can put some pepper on a steak, pork chop, whatever it's going to be. I get the the good pepper flavor, and then I can cook it over whatever temperature that I want, and I don't get that bitter, burnt pepper flavor. Um, and so folks that, you know, may be new to that concept or, you know, maybe disagree, I would just say, look, everyone, everyone has their own opinion, but give it a shot one time, do a steak, do a pork chop, whatever season one with pepper before you put it on the grill or before you put it on your heat source. 
and do one without it and just pepper it after. And tell me if you think it, there's a difference in flavor. And, and I think that, you know, if, if folks are honest, you, you feel like maybe the, the pepper over a direct flame, it tends to get a little bit bitter. Matt, from a time perspective, obviously the temperature is going to be more of what you prefer if you want medium yeah. rare or medium, what are you going to have to set that temperature? But how long do you let it sit in the bath? Because I've heard also different schools of thought, well, it can't be any longer than an hour or an hour and a half or don't do over two or three because when you pull it out of the bag, it's just going to fall apart, blah, blah, blah. To me, that's more tender. But what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think a few things. So I would think, you know, for me, rule of thumb for a steak, I usually go around two hours and I usually roll at 125 just because I like something a little bit more towards medium rare plus. Um, but for chicken, you know, I'm going probably four hours. And so, you know, the FDA puts out regulations about, uh, you know, temperature of chicken and people get stuck on what those temperatures are for safe eating. But those temperatures are really based on the time it takes to kill bacteria in a nine second period. Yeah. So they want temperatures that high so that you can kill bacteria in nine seconds. But if you, if you cook chicken at 140 for four hours, you could eat it safely then. It wouldn't taste great, but you could eat it still going to be really juicy. So, you know, for me, time perspective, again, depends on what kind of meat I'm, uh, I'm, I'm eating. Chicken, I'm going four hours. Steak, I'm going to be about an hour and a half to two hours. So you're not at 125 on chicken. Are you yeah. into the 150s or 145 um, or where are you at? Yeah, 145 for me for chicken, four hours at 145, just because I want to get a really nice sear at the end. And, you know, obviously that's where the good flavor comes from. Um, but yeah, 145 on chicken. What are you using to do the sear? Are you cast iron guy? Are you grill grates on a gas grill kind of thing? What's your preference? Yeah, you know, that's that's a good one. So grill grates look really sexy. And, and uh, you know, obviously it's a great product. People, people seem to really like it. I'm not a huge fan of the grill marks myself. I like the overall char. So, uh, you know, if, if weather permitting, I'm going outside and firing up the grill and, and I'm going to sear it that way. If the weather's horrible, if, uh, you know, and I live in, I live in Virginia and, and you can't really count on the weather here. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, sometimes we're snow or rain. Most of the time we're snow or rain or yeah. wind. Uh, and, and so then I'm, I'm cast iron and oftentimes I combine the two. Sometimes I want that cast iron sear and I'll just throw it on the grill because I just love to be outside cooking. And, uh, and so I'll sear the meat and the cast iron over a grill. Now I am a fan of the grill grates. And yeah. on the current grill that I have, actually on every grill that I've had since my first Weber, and I'm actually transitioning into a, a new Weber here in the next couple of days, and I'll get grill grates for that, half are rails up, but then you can also invert yeah. and go rails down, so you have, in essence, a griddle top. Now, it's not a true griddle because there's the air holes that are in it right. as well, so you would lose something if it was a little bit more viscous. But mm -hmm. I get that uh, griddle side as hot as I can, and that's what I did that steak the other night that I had put on Instagram a minute on each side, and it was hot enough to get that nice. I'm with you. Overall browning over grill marks, I've never yeah. understood grill marks. I don't get it. Uh, I think it's starting to take over the competitive steak situation, which is a whole other diatribe that we could get uh, into at a later date. Yeah. But overall browning means better flavor, so that's what I like. Yeah, I'm with you. Let me ask you this. So when you're using the, the grill grate upside down, and I've seen some people do that, are you able to get some seasoning on, on, on the grate itself so you can get some flavor infused from that as well? Or? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yep. I've not, I've not used them. I, I see them a lot for the, for the grill marks, and maybe that's what sort of turned me off because I'm just not like a really a grill mark guy, but, um, but I can see the benefit of, of, of the reverse side of it. Matt Eads is the author of a new book coming up uh, April 9th. It's called Grill Seeker. Basic training for everyday grilling. Are we still like hot and heavy on the pre-orders, Matt, or what? Yeah, things are going really, really well. I've actually, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's very humbling. I've got, uh, I think there's about seven at this point, seven, uh, morning shows across the country that are, wow. uh, that have asked me to come on and, and, and do a cooking segment and talk about the book. And there's a handful of others that ex- express some interest. So, uh, so I'm really excited, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to, uh, I've never done that before. I've seen some other folks doing it. Um, but you know, I'm really excited to do it. The, uh, the pre-orders are, are, are much stronger than I ever thought. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited and, and certainly very humbled by it. All right. Well, uh, I've always said that springtime is what brings the barbecue and grilling cookbooks out, and this is one you're going to want to add to that collection. Again, April 9th is the drop, but you can pre-order right now on Amazon Grill Seeker Basic Training for Everyday Grilling. It's Matt Eads. Matt, thanks so much again for the time, and we will check you out again next month. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Take care, bud. You got it. There he is. Breaking sous vide down, and we've broken sous vide down from time to time here. Thank God Skype worked this time. Last time was a tragedy of seismic proportions. But a little different perspective. Now I'm... See, already I'm debating on whether or not I want to get more into it or not. It's the internal struggle that I have. One thing that I do not struggle with, it's kind of like a sous vide for your ceramic cookers and your bullet style cookers, is uh, the barbecue guru. That's right. They have always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy and fun because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith, the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill with the tastiest, juiciest meats you can serve. If you currently have an automatic temperature controller from the barbecue guru, you don't have to get a new one to make that monolith work. Just go ahead and run those leads right down to the built-in power draft fan that the monolith has, and you are off and running. If you want to upgrade the tech, Certainly up to you. Go to bbqguru.com or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU, and they will answer all your questions. Make sure you're up and running right out of the box. Wrapping up the first hour. Stick around. Be right back. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Thanks again to Matt Eads for joining me. His website, grillseeker.com. Book dropping April 9th. Find it on Amazon, Grill Seeker Basic Training for Everyday Grilling, or for ease, go to my website, click on the Grill Seeker logo or in the link section, and it'll take you right over there, and you can pre-order yourself one. Matt will appear again next month. Who knows what we'll be talking about. Follow him on Instagram if you don't. He's got like, what was it, 30,000 or 40,000 Instagram followers. Very large following on Instagram, right? And my keyboard is the worst. It's always leaving off the damn 
first letter if you don't type on it all the time? Cripes. Uh, Grillseeker.com, his website, at Grillseeker on social media. Become a member of the hashtag United by Flame movement. Second hour straight ahead. <laughs> 